Seltzer Kings Podcasts. On today's episode, getting your first vaccination when you've been treated like a second-class citizen, the gray area between a vibrating egg and a threesome, and getting frustrated when somebody finishes your sentences. All that and more on today's episode of Bad Advice with Lori Beth Denberg. Help me out, almighty Lori Beth Denberg. Give me that vital information so I get the red lights to do, yeah. The church of Lori Beth is in session and we're reading from the scriptures of vital information. Talk to my goddess and my savior, my LBT. Thank you for listening to the Bad Advice Podcast. With me, as always, is Clark Crozer. Hello. Hello, says Clark in a guttural voice that would scare a child. <laughs> yeah, I'm in my uh, cartoon bear voice yes, well, this morning. What we, what we know about Clark is that Little Red Riding Hood's grandma is definitely in his tummy <laughs> as we speak. Exactly. Exactly. So what's going on? Oh, not a whole heck of a lot. How are you doing? I am doing good. Yeah? I'm excited to share with mm. you and the dear listeners that I got my first COVID vaccine. Yay! I got the first shot. I got Pfizer. Okay. Now you got Moderna, so I... now we are enemies. <laughs> he did. Yes. Well, we're not enemies. We're like, you're on uh, House Pfizer and I'm on House Moderna. <laughs> like we're in, in Harry Potter. Exactly. <laughs> House Johnson & Johnson is definitely Hufflepuff. <laughs> Like Neville Longbottom is smack in the middle of Johnson and Johnson That's house. Right. And Slytherin is all the people that aren't going to get it. <laughs> Slytherin's the anti-vaxxers out there. Oh, oh. Harry Potter meets political satire. <laughs> Just really like good. they always intended. So I go, I went, I used a website uh, that your wife showed me. Yes, yes. And uh, I was eligible, as were you, because... Yeah. As of March 15th in Los Angeles, if not California, I'm not yeah, sure. Not sure. Being enough overweight qualified me and Clark yep. to, or anybody else. It yeah, wasn't just uh, aimed just at us. us. <laughs> How can we get Clark and LB in here? Uh, uh, like, yeah. Like we're the two old, we're the only two fat people in LA. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that, that made me eligible. Yep. So I go to get my you know, shot at this place. It was in North Hollywood, California, oh, nice. which means not a lot to people uh, who aren't from our immediate area. Right, right. But apparently it was a good day as far as not a good. I mean, it was a good day, yeah, overall, sure. but it was not like crazy there. The line oh, wasn't very long, but uh, the chicky comes up to me. There's all these volunteers. Sure, sure, sure. Young people there helping. And so they're coming up to everybody. I hear them. And the first thing they say to everybody is, um, how are you eligible today? <laughs> you know? Right. And, you know, somebody says, oh, I have, you know, whatever. Because, you know, that's the whole point. Is right, that right, you right. don't want people sneaking in going like, I'm 89 years old. Exactly. And, which I heard there's a woman that dressed up like a really old person. Wow. And got the first shot. 
She it worked. It worked, but then oh. they found her out, and I don't think they gave her the second, which is like stupid. Isn't that harmful? Like she, you think you'd have to get it? Like, are they sentencing her to death? No, I don't know the ins and outs of it, and quite frankly, it might not be a true story. Oh, okay. But I really think that I, I really think that I did hear that from a reputable source. Interesting. And I feel like she wins for creativity. Yeah, right. You know, so like she earned it. But so the chicky comes up to me with her clipboard. She says, you know how are you eligible today? And I go, I'm really fat. <laughs> and she laughs and she goes, do you have a doctor's note? Oh no. And I just kind of looked at her like, I need a doctor's note to prove I'm fat. <laughs> like I thought this was pretty obvious. And then I said to her and she's laughing along. She's kind of rolling her eyes like, yeah, because I mean, you would if you say, yeah. oh, I have, uh, you know, pulmonary disease. I right. have to get my shot today. It's like, well, we need some proof of that. Right, right, right. So she, I said, I didn't know I needed a doctor's note to prove I'm fat. I said, I can take my shirt off. <laughs> And, you know, she's laughing, too. And she and they ended up having a form for oh, such okay. a it didn't say like fatty fat ass right. form on the top, but it was a few um, comorbidities. And you kind of circled the one you have. And then at the oh. bottom, kind of like under penalty of, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. I assert that the above is true. And I signed that. But it was just really, really funny. Like, it's almost just kind of like. Well, thank you for doubting me. You <laughs> like, are sweet. Did she think you were trying to Norbert her? Like, yeah, you, no, it was I all like know. a big fat suit and you were going to walk away and take off your makeup and you're Eddie Murphy? <laughs> That's why I said I could take off my shirt. Because I was like, okay, how would someone fake this? Like, okay, I have something on under here's a pillow or a toddler that I just strapped to my chest. So that was my response That's was so like. Funny. I could take off my shirt. Right. I mean, I it was it was just really pretty funny. That's hilarious. And you know, she gave me that form. Everybody there was even people. Yeah, a couple people I saw came and then were, you know, turned away because mm. they had to have a doctor's note. Nobody wow. was an asshole. Huh. Uh, the volunteers and the professionals there were so great. Mm. You know, they have for anyone who hasn't been yet. You, and this is my experience both when I got my shot and when I took my dad to get both of his mm. vaccinations. You go through the line, you do your information, you talk to, you know, medical professional, you go get your shot. And then there's all these chairs set right. six feet apart right. that, you know, you sit down for at least 15 minutes mm. because if someone's going to go, you know, anaphylactic, right. someone's going to have a major reaction. Right. That doesn't need to happen in the car on the way home. Right. We need to be able to see that and and have them get medical help, you know, immediately. Right. So even while I was just sitting there, a couple people that were volunteers came by to just ask how I am, to mm. point out again here on your card, this is where you need to, you know, go to this website to make your follow-up appointment. Nice. So it was a really great experience. Oh, that's great. And yes, I just, if I ever have to prove I'm fat again, <laughs> and it's just, it was just such a funny moment. That is so yeah. funny. Like it, it, it's, it's funny now. It would have, it would still be funny if I had been turned away. <laughs> right. It wouldn't have been at the time. And yeah. I wouldn't think so now. Yeah. But it would be a little funnier. And one of those jokes where it's like, yeah, I had to go back and get a doctor's note that's, said I was fat. <laughs> I was like, do you need a scale? Do you have a BMI 
caliper here. Oh my god! That's um, but so everyone funny. was so great, and I'm super stoked. I have a appointment for my second. Okay. So that I will be a complete human being. Yeah, you'll probably you might get it before me because the uh, Moderna you have to wait uh, four weeks between well, shots. Now here's where we get competitive. Uh, when's your appointment? I'm pretty sure it's either the sixth or the seventh. I'm April 10th, man. Oh, get in right before you. Yeah. Nice. Well, you had yours. I know. I've had mine like a for week a while. before. Yeah. <laughs> Still, it's gonna um, be like a circle jerk. Who can get it? Who can get it first? <laughs> And it's medically prescribed to not get it soon, but I got to beat Clark. I'm very happy, though, that you got your shot. And yes. we've got, both got plans for our second. And hopefully there's a future where we can actually go out and see people and give people hugs. <sighs> yes, that would be really nice. Um, another thing that I wanted to talk about before we go into questions mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, this is uh, we're getting up close to Earth Day, which, of course, I know because it also happens to be my son's birthday, which is very cool. It's Lex's birthday birthday. Yeah, but we were uh, talking about uh, what kind of questions we could ask for you guys. And we thought maybe since Earth Day is coming up, there would be a lot of questions about travel. Mm. So I was thinking maybe if all you guys out there had good questions about travel or where to go or how to pack or whatever you'd like. Yeah, I've traveled pretty extensively. Yeah, Lori has very wide knowledge of traveling. Well, let me just make myself less cool than I made myself stand. Okay. Sound. I have extensive knowledge Traveling domestically. Yes. I have not been around the world. Yes. I have been outside of the U.S. several times. Yes. My wife has actually been on every continent in the world. Yes, she has. So uh, I'm sure in we the can... last year, she really <laughs> did not abide by COVID yeah. Uh, restrictions. Yeah. She said, fuck that. I know. She's been everywhere. Jumped but, on uh, our uh, jet and flew off. <laughs> so, yeah, questions about travel, especially as. The world starts slowly opening up. Yep. That kind of stuff. Send us your questions. Yeah. And then we will answer them and then you will be cured of all your ills. And you will all be smarter for it. Yes. <laughs> but uh, speaking of questions, why don't we move on to our first question of the day? Okay. All right. Our first question is from Ariel or Ariel or however you want to pronounce it. Ariel. Ariel. And she says, hi. My name's Ariel, and my boyfriend of 10 years and I want to spice up the sex life and invite another woman into the bedroom. Someone we don't know that way. It's strictly sexual, with no emotional connection. Obviously, we would all be tested prior for COVID and STDs, but I'm just worried once we go back to just the two of us, our regular sex life won't live up to that experience. Any advice? Hmm. Well. It's interesting to me that you're like, we want to spice up our sex life by doing this once. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, first of all, just to, you know, address the concept in general. Right. You got to really think about this. Mm -hmm. You got to do some research. You got to know if someone else has done this, mm -hmm. uh, you know, bringing someone else into the bedroom. Not, right. I was going to say the relationship, but no, the bedroom. Yeah, it's different. It's polyamory and polysexual. This is yeah. more of like a polysexual. Yeah. A super cool hookup. <laughs> um, there are 
dangers with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. you cannot guarantee that someone won't catch feelings for someone else. Sure. It's just, there's nothing you can guarantee about that. Mm -hmm. Unless you just pick someone like so gross, (laughs) you know, that you're like, You're both hating doing it while you're doing it. You're so glad when it's just the two of you again. (laughs) Um, So there are risks to this. It's not as easy as, oh, let's try this. Right. No, but if it's something, if this is something you want to try, and I don't know, you know, Ariel, if you're bisexual, if that plays into it, and you want to add this as a part of your sex life, Mm -hmm. then it doesn't necessarily have to be just this one time if you choose to do it. Right. It's true. So that's something else to look at, too. I'm wondering why it's kind of like, well, we're going to do this and we'll have a crazy week, but then it'll just be the two of us. (laughs) Um, So that's something to look at. A, do we really want to do this? Right. Knowing not just the like salacious uh Cinemax late night movie. <laughs> Nobody under 80 years old knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, the fantasy of it, because there's the reality of it too. Yeah, and yeah. that can That's be the scary part. Very different. It's a risk. Yeah. And so it needs to be a calculated risk for both of you. Yeah. And really lay things on the table. Like you've already said, here are the parameters thus far. So, you know, just be very conscious of that and really think it out. And if you do decide to go with it and you like it, then I don't know why it has to be the only time. Right. And also what's really interesting about this is. You know, your sex, you want to spice up your sex life. Both of you are like into this idea. Mm-hmm. Like there's lots of ideas that don't even involve, you know, there's there's a lot in between. We're boring and having intercourse. Right. And we picked up a hottie and right. now it's the three of us. Right. You know, go. There's a lot of gray area. There's a in lot between of there. gray area. <laughs> yeah. Roughly the length of a hard dick. <laughs> but, um, you know, there's there's a lot of fun to be had. Sure. I, I do have to say. This shouldn't be your way of fixing mm-hmm. a problem. I would hope that you're saying you want to spice up the sex life. I would hope that your sex life currently is awesome and great and you love it. And by spicing it up, you're you're you want to add a little excitement and that there's not there's nothing wrong with that. I just hope really hope that there isn't some other underlying problem that this adding another girl into the relationship is supposed to be fixing. Yes, that's such a great point. That would be a really bad sign. Yeah, that's the same thing as like, our marriage is a failure. Let's have a baby. Yeah, exactly. You know, and Very adding dangerous. this whole other layer yeah. of shit going on. Exactly. So that's a very good point, Clark. So if your sex life right now is fantastic and you really like it and you just want to make it even better, awesome possum but then if that's the case i wouldn't be worried about whether going back to your awesome sex that you're having now is going to turn bad all of a sudden yeah so i'll just give you a couple examples of experiences i've had as far as things that can spice things up and be fun 
and salacious. Without bringing Barbara from accounting back exactly. into the bedroom. Okay. Barb gets down at night, Clark. <laughs> hey, man, there's nothing wrong with Barb. She tosses her glasses off and throws that calculator behind her. Shit is on. Um... So I had this little toy. It was just a little egg that goes on your clitoris, a vibrating thing with a little battery pack, Mm. and it has a remote. Mm. So I gave that remote to my partner at the time, and we just went out. You know, it's uh, we're mobile, we're on the run, and at any point... He can turn that on. Yeah. It wasn't like Black and Decker. You couldn't hear it. <laughs> right. It wasn't like everyone in the deli was like, what? <laughs> you weren't reaching down to your crotch and pulling like, like yeah. a pull string. And it, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't smoking <laughs> or yeah. sparking. But, you know, that's just this like really fun thing that was like hot Spicing it and, up. and fun and yeah. funny and like gave him control in that situation to, yeah. you know, put a dynamic onto it. So there's things like that. Uh, but that, then, okay. So let's keep going with that though. Okay. How about, uh, uh, you know, a week or two after you did that experience, super fun, super great. Did that experience then, you know, now you're going back to regular sex. Was it like, man, I wish we were doing it like oh, going out. I, that was the best when we were out in public. And did it influence the rest of your sexual connection with I him? I think what it did is to add this little experience that we shared together that was fun and funny. Right. And added to like everything kind of snowballs right <laughs> it snowballs and blue balls <laughs> until oh snowball is another thing right, too yeah, everybody yeah. after this go look up uh urban dictionary <laughs> um please don't so don't it's do that. yeah and it and that kind of fun being that you know some would call that extraordinarily adventurous right. some would call that you know uh, just well, a, yeah, little a little thing yeah but the more things you try like that, the more open you become. Right. So it's like, okay, we can do this. You know, you can get to know each other more and be more open. I know you've right. been together 10 years. Right, right. Um, Ariel and your beau. Right. So if, like, Clark hit it on the head. If this is supposed to fix something that's out of gas... It's not the right move. That's right. But if this is, well, we need to do something. I love you. And, but, you know. Right. Try some other Wouldn't stuff first. Wouldn't it be first. fun? Wouldn't it be silly? Exactly. Wouldn't it be hot as yeah. balls? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, try every, I'm sure you can get everything you ever needed on Amazon. Although, <laughs> listen. Shop at some mom and pop sex toy shops. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We got to support the local vibrator salesman. That's absolutely right. Yes. 100%. And every town has one. So Yeah. So whatever you do, Ariel, just make sure you know what you're getting into. And can I also bring up, since we're talking about that, Mm -hmm. how wonderful it is now that you can put on a mask. And then walk into the <laughs> sex shop. If anyone was ever too embarrassed to go into a sex shop, now is the time, my right? friends. Put on a wig put and a mask. Put on a wig, put on a mask, and walk into a sex shop, any sex shop you like, and buy everything you want. Were sex shops on the original list of um, essential <laughs> um, businesses? Essential workers? Probably, probably. Where can I get my essential oils? 
from the essential sex shop. <laughs> well, um, Ariel, I hope that helps. And uh, please be safe. And uh, I hope you don't ruin your 10-year relationship. <laughs> uh, let's move on to Elizabeth. Elizabeth uh, has a very interesting question here. She says, my mom has certain habits in her patterns of speech when she's talking to me. The things that mainly bother me are that she either repeats the same info multiple times when I understood it the first time, or she interrupts me to ask or say something that I was already planning to answer or say. It's so frustrating. I've told her a million times that her communication style is not conducive to a comfortable conversation for either of us. She just won't change. She has a very can't teach an old dog new tricks attitude. She thinks she's perfect and doesn't need to adapt. So my question is, why is it that parents are unwilling to adapt in order to have a better relationship with their children? Oh, Elizabeth. Unfortunately, I don't think the vibrating egg and remote is going to help in this situation. No, no. So I'm not going to suggest that. But also, I really identify with your mother. Mm. And I don't mean like she's the right one. I mean, I do that too. Oh, I interrupt people when I'm, when they're speaking to me to predict what they're going to say. Mm. A lot of times I'm right, mm. but I do it so much that I stop myself. And in my head, I will literally to myself say, just listen, just listen, right. just listen. I Physically, I have to stop myself um, and try to remember that because right. it is so satisfying to finish someone's sentence. And part of it is if someone is having trouble articulating something, yes. I, I am a lot of times able to say, you know, but it was too cold to go to the zoo. So you just stayed home. And that's why you watched the movie, which was so great. Right. Like, that's a so strange, like, not real example. Right, right, right. But I am pretty intuitive with that so that I am able to let the person know if they can't quite get it across. Like, I really understand what you're saying. Right. However, that's not my job, and yeah. that's not always why I'm doing it. Part of it is, like you said, um, Elizabeth, your mom, it's like, well, I want to tell you what you were going to say. Right. I want to tell you what you were going to say. Right. And that, speaking from the other person's point of view <laughs> in a conversation with me, that must be fucking obnoxious. <laughs> and I also do have your side of it as far as like with my parents mm. where it's like this, you know, well, I wanted to do that, but now that you said it, I don't want to anymore. Right. You know, and it's like, could you just let me have a moment? Right. Um, and that can be really, really difficult. And it's shitty because it sounds like you've spoken to your mom. Yeah. And she refuses yeah. to change. You were like, mom, it really bothers me when you try to finish what you're saying before you said it. <laughs> yes, that's what I was going to say, mom. Case in point. Um I, I might suggest only texting your mom because hey. she can't interrupt you. It's true. Although it'd be really funny if she does get to it. Like, well, your, <laughs> your three dots are there dots and are then there. she texts what you're going to say. That'd be funny. Um, I would also uh, interrupt her. Oh, yeah. There you go. Aversion therapy. Fair is fair. Yes. That's my uh, bad. Well, I mean, fair is petty. 
<laughs> but even if it's just to give her the idea, but it is like, like you said, old dog, new tricks. Like yeah. my dad is 76 and there's, I almost just said trombones. Oh, because I'm such a fucking theater nerd. There's trombones. Well, 76 trombones. Oh, from the 76 music trombones. Wow. Right. Clark has gotten cool. Yeah. You forgot. Sorry. I, I missed that one. So my good. Yeah. So my dad is 76 and there are things that I just, here's one example. And this doesn't compare to your excruciating, horrible relationship with your mother, Elizabeth. <laughs> but my dad, we have one of those Keurig machines that mm. make coffee. Mm. And it has the reservoir for the water. Sure. He refills it every single time he makes a cup. Okay. It's full. He makes one cup of coffee and then fills it up again to the top. Mm. And I was like, we should use the like it's a reservoir. Theoretically, there's been water in there for years. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like it never gets to the bottom and right. we refill it. It does get it's like a sourdough bread starter. Yes. It's just and, the same kind uh, yeah. of shit in there. And so it does get, you know, it hasn't been years because it does get emptied out and sure. washed and with sure. the vinegar and everything. Sure, sure, sure. But you know, and we were there and I said, Dad, you know maybe we should use it because it's been old water. And he goes, he, he says, well, yeah, but it's on the bottom. And I go, dad, it's not green. <laughs> it's all mixing together. It's, it's true. But at the same time, I just fill it up. Yeah. Like whenever I use it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hear you. Uh, look, I have dyslexia mm -hmm. and I found that out late in life. And it really changed my attitude on a lot of things. But this is one that it fits perfectly with, because honestly, uh, Elizabeth, I would probably get along very well with your mother, <laughs> because I think one of the reasons why LB and I work so well is because you do finish people's sentences. And I have trouble finishing my sentences because I can't remember words. Pulling specific words out of my brain is incredibly hard. So I compensate by tr by using a lot of like uh, buddies and pals. Mm -hmm. and, you know, I call people by their hair color. I call people <laughs> by whatever it is. And um, there, I think there's a lot more of that than people really understand yet. Yeah. And it's possible, Elizabeth, that maybe this is your mom's way of compensating for something. Maybe your mom has some kind of neurological condition that makes it hard for her to remember stuff. Yeah. And when she repeats what you just said, it cements it into her brain. She's compensating for whatever that, that uh, disability is. You know, it's a minor disability, yeah. but still, um, maybe it's something as simple as that. It could be easy for you as well to maybe keep that in mind, know that's how she talks, and just try and uh, adapt to her ways, unfortunately, because she's clearly not willing to adapt to yours. Yeah, and but I, I think the crux of Elizabeth's question from her point of view is... I'm getting no respect. Mm -hmm. I'm being treated like a kid. Like right. my opinion doesn't matter. Or like, I don't know what I, you know, I don't know as much as my mom. So she True. has to finish my sentence. Right. And that's, what's really difficult about it. Yeah, I so I, <laughs> patience is patience. I don't know how old your mom is. Yeah, like, I don't question. know that she's, Alzheimer's Z, but right. if she is, my thing with uh, this is again, and this, uh, Elizabeth, your question is just, you know, 
off to the side here. <laughs> um, because I deal with, you know, a lot of people are older and, um, you know, like my age and their parents are older mm-hmm. and they have dementia and they have, you yeah. know, Alzheimer's and stuff. And my whole thing is I don't try to correct them. Mm-hmm. I don't say... You know, my dad was in, after a back surgery, was in a care facility. Okay. His little neighbor in his room, his roommate, yeah. totally had dementia, totally had sundowning, which is, you know, in the evenings, some people just go off huh. their nut and get huh. really angry wow. with dementia. Yeah, it's totally a thing. Yikes. But this guy, I can't remember his name, but his wife's name was Myrna. Hmm. Um, and he just wanted to talk about the horse race mm. and the money he won on the horse race and how we were at the horse races. And he had the conversation with me, you know, 20 times. Wow. And every time I just said, that's great. You, wow. How much did you make? Like, yeah. there's no, I can understand how people would get completely fucking frustrated. Yeah. But it's a losing battle. Yeah. It's like fighting the waves of the ocean. Yeah. So, and it made him happy Yeah, to just have this conversation and be living in whatever moment he was living in. Totally. So, um, and he, he, the, his horse won every time. <laughs> oh, good. So, but Elizabeth, what I'm, you know, I really do hear you saying like, I'm a fucking adult. Yeah. Shut your mouth, mom. And let me say my piece. Yeah. Um, and you can take into consideration everything. You've done a great job in talking to her. Uh, <laughs> on the petty side, you could just start talking much, much louder. <laughs> or wear noise-canceling earphones right. so that you don't hear what she says and you just keep talking. <laughs> or just repeat what she's saying. If she's repeating you, it just turns into a big cycle. Yeah, exactly. It's like that round of row, row, row your boat. <laughs> Exactly. I just see you doing that for hours and hours until one of you passes out. <laughs> it's like the pussiest drinking contest in the universe. Uh, all that being said, if your mother is 50, uh, she's not an old dog and she can learn new tricks. Uh, yeah, right. If she's in her 60s, 70s, 80s. Yes, absolutely. But she, if she's younger. Come on, man. Yeah. At that point, mom's just being an asshole. Yeah. So and you can throw that at her. Yeah. I'm sorry. Do you have dementia that you're unable to adjust to anything? Right. Are you are you okay, mom? Has she not touched a cell phone? Because yeah. that's new technology. Mom, do you smell toast? <laughs> do you do you taste copper? I'm worried about you. So hopefully, Elizabeth, that helps. Um, your I mo- don't see how it could have. Well, I'm saying <laughs> it might. You never know. It's good advice. It's bad advice. It's what we do. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, All right. Well, let's move on to our next question. And our next question is actually an audio question. It's not even really a full question, Lori Beth. This is a reply. We're getting actually a comment back from our friend Sean from Savannah. A follow-up schmallow-up? A follow-up schmallow-up. So here you go, guys. This is Sean from Savannah returning her phone call from our last question. 
Hey guys, it's Sean again from Savannah. Um, I listened to your advice, and I think that something you said resonated very, very hard with me. You said um, this is about my mom rewriting history um, with the adoption thing. Um, it was very, very taboo on my mom's side of my family. Um, she has only brought it up one time, and that was just to ask me where Mick was living. Don't know how she knew that she moved. Um, my mother's never spoke of Mick with me. My dad's side of the family, very open. We talk about her all the time. They're all friends on Facebook. It's, it's a wonderful relationship. So I've decided, because I'm a little bit petty, that happens when you're four foot nine, you get really mean and really petty. I've decided that when Mick gets married in October, I'm going to post lots of pictures of me and my other daughters at her wedding. And that way I can open that door up for my mom to come to me. So I'm going to take beautiful pictures of all of my daughters with all of us together to open that door. I just wanted to thank you guys so, so much. I work three jobs, and in my two afternoon and night jobs, I have to listen to you guys to keep me occupied and laugh and cry and smile and go through all those emotions, and I greatly appreciate it. Please keep doing what you're doing. Love you. There you go. That's Sean from Savannah. Thank you so much, Sean, for that. Clark did tell me we got a, you know, a reply from yeah. someone, and I'm always like, oh, this is going to be someone who just ruined their life by following <laughs> our advice. Like, is this the subpoena? Is this me being served with paper? Right. So I'm so glad. First of all, I'm so glad that you are enjoying the podcast and that it has a place and keeping you going. That means the world to, to, both, of to both of us. Yeah. And um, then thank you for just, you know, letting us know what's up. But I want to say that you going and celebrating at the wedding with all your daughters and taking pictures that does not need to be framed as petty. No. That is the greatest joy ever. That is 100% a fantastic way, you know, to show your mom what she's missing out well, on. No, 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 that's not even what I mean. Regardless of your mom. Yeah. That's a wonderful experience. Yeah. And I'm I don't know if I've said this before, but <laughs> I'm a I'm a I'm a big proponent of leading by example. Yes. And you're showing her, you're, you're not even showing her, you are living your life with yeah. your daughters. Now I'm talking in my Savannah accent. <laughs> I have the worst, worst <laughs> habit of doing that as an actor thing. So that is just a magical, wonderful moment. Yeah. You know, you gave this child up for adoption when you were young. It's not the ruinous point of your life. You have a wonderful relationship with her, as do your daughters, as does your, you know, dad's side of the family. Right. This is something to celebrate. Yeah. And it's like, then you can say, like Clark said, you know, well, your mom could see what she's missing. Right. But do it for you, girl. Absolutely. Do it for the girls. Do it for the memories. Do it for the family. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with being petty. That's kind of part of, you know, what's ingrained in us. And uh, believe me, I'm sitting here spouting this to you <laughs> when I do the same fucking thing. Um, so thank you for letting me talk to myself, give myself some advice. But I just hope that you have the most wonderful time because yeah. you deserve it. All your girls deserve it. Yep. And you know what? Your mom 
deserves to enjoy that love too. And she doesn't know it. Yeah. Or she thinks she can't. And if you're leading by example, by saying, yeah, you're my mom. And I know you said the last time you called in that you do love your mom. Right. Right. So it's, you know, you're not estranged, but she can see this love, like Clark said, you know, what she's missing out of, but maybe to flip that more um, positively, what she could have, you know, what's waiting for her to step into. Right. So just have the most bestest time. And I loved what you said about you get pretty mean and petty when you're four foot nine. (laughs) I can just picture you to a T and I know that we would hang out constantly. That's true. It's very good. Very good. I'm so happy to hear from you, Sean. This has been uh, a fun adventure that we've all taken together. <laughs> now, Lene, let us know what's going on with the cow. <laughs> yeah, seriously, where's the cow right We're going to be in episode 100, and Lene's going to be like, all right, just checking in. <laughs> but uh, yes, Sean, fantastic uh, uh, way to handle this. Yes. You really did. This is a great way to do it. i um, very proud of you. Let's, uh, they think that wraps up our questions for right now. And it's time to move on to the rotating segment of the week, oh. which I am very excited about because it's yet again, another brand new game. Ooh. And this one's called, Why Does LB Know So Much About The Simpsons? LB loves the Simpsons. I kind of do. <laughs> so uh, let me see, let, let's preface this mm-hmm. and tell a little bit of a story. Okay. Okay. So uh, I'm a collector. Yes. I collect stuff. I have toys. I have movie props. I have statues. I like collecting stuff. And one of the things that I collected in the early 2000s was uh, Simpsons toys by Playmates. They made this whole line of Simpsons, over 100 characters, uh, play sets, all this stuff. And I've, I bought them all when they first came out. I've owned them. I've displayed them. And I was just putting packaging them up to put them away for a little bit. And as I was putting them away, I thought of this game for you because Lori Beth is the biggest expert on the Simpsons that I've ever met in my life. (laughs) And I thought this would be a hilarious way to show all of you listeners out there how much incredibly random information (laughs) LB knows about the Simpsons. I do want to say, though, just in case anyone's wondering, Clark opens all the toys. Yo, We've yeah. played with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do the voices. Lex has played with them. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. not like, these are not to be touched. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah, I, like so. to, I like to use my toys as toys. Toys are toys. So here's what we do. I picked out a couple of different characters, and I have the toys here with me. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to show LB their accessories only. So she's going to get the little pieces that came with that toy, and she has to figure out what character those pieces came with. Ooh, you said figure figure it out. Oh, People hey. know now how serious I'll be about right? this. Right? Okay. So here we go. This is number one. Okay. Let me see it. You're, there's no way you're going to get it from just this. Okay. These kind of look like building blocks or stairs. It's a three-tiered brown rectangular object that's right okay any guesses yet no okay this will help you figure out what you're actually holding okay here's item number two what i've got here is a tape gun yes okay so i'm wondering if this has to do with the box factory okay 
uh, in the episode Bart Gets Famous. Okay. Is that true? We're getting close. Okay. He, can I give you one more? Yes. Okay, now I'm going to give you this one now. Don't You can't go for the first answer here. Okay. This is... This is an open box similar to the other box boxes. that says Kirk. Oh, is this uh, from a Millhouse Divided where Luann is packing up his shirts and then sets them on fire? Here is number four. Is a little gas can. Is a little gas fire. can. And here is Luann Van Houten that you correctly guessed. Luann Van Houten. That episode is weird. Like yeah. there's this really weird. Well, first of all, like they really get divorced, the Van yeah. Houtens. For, for seasons. For seasons. Seasons and seasons. Yeah. But the actual like scenes are really awkward when they show up. The whole thing falls apart at a party at the Simpsons house. Right. Like a dinner party. Yes. And they're playing and Pictionary. They're playing Pictionary where he famously uh, has to draw dignity. <laughs> um, and but so they have this big fight. The whole thing unravels and it's very awkward. And then they say, Lisa, sing a song. And she just starts singing, you're a grand old flag. You're... And it's very surreal and very strange. Yeah. And I like in this scene that this place that is representing, she's like, <laughs> she's so happy. She's packing up his stuff. And then she lights it on fire. <laughs> but she packs it up so nicely and then tapes it up for so yes. like Clearly, it's meant to be going away, and then she just destroys yeah, it Yeah, she does, like, all that work. Okay, so I feel good. I I got this one. Oh, yeah. That was, okay, that was really good. That was pretty impressive, just from uh, a box and a tape gun. Yes. Okay, so let's move on to the next character. Now, this is going to be a bit of a trick question. Uh-oh. Right? Here we go. So I'm going to give is you- Is it Family Guy? No, it's not Family Guy. This, you're again, the first- uh, Piece, you'll never get it from. Okay. So here's piece number one. And it's it a little bent. It is a little bent. And it is a pole. It is a pole. It is like a light lamp post, or is it a is it a coat rack? I will show you by adding number two. Piece number two is a plastic Bungie velvet cord. rope. Oh. A plastic velvet rope. And here is piece number three. Wait here. Is this from Flaming Moe's? Nope. Wait here. Okay, plastic rope. There's two kind of light poles. The one says wait here as though there's a line. Uh-huh. Okay, so yep. there's going to be a line in yep. here and something you can't cross. Um, Is that my last clue? I have one more clue for you. Okay. But it's a big one. This is going to uh, be the one that gives it away. Okay, hopefully. You ready? Yeah, but I don't have a guess. Again. This is going to be a tough one. Okay. Oh, this isn't Jub Jub, is it? That is Jub Jub. Okay, so that's Jub Jub. And Jub Jub, we should say, is an iguana, an iguana. that Selma was willed by yes. her deceased aunt. Yes. Um, and she actually says, why didn't she just leave me the bowel obstruction that killed her? <laughs> So that is really good. It's uh So your yes. answer is My answer is Selma. Absolutely okay. 100%. And the the question is any other person out there who watches the Simpsons, even somebody that considers themselves a big fan, if I put Jub Jub in front of them, how would they know whether it's Selma's or Patty's? Only you. Oh. <laughs> 
would be able to differentiate those two sisters yes. without even seeing their face. So, but what are these? I so don't understand. So that's for the DMV. She oh, works at the DMV. That's the DMV. And it's the line here. Line starts here. The waiting line to get into the gotcha. DMV. Okay, but I'll it take is it. One hundred percent Selma. That is. Correct. I'll take it. Okay, so here's my next character, and it is, this is going to be a fun one. Okay. So number, piece number one uh, is, again, very obscure. Okay. Very, very meaningless. This is a, uh, not a looking glass, not a, a magnifying spy, a magnifying glass. glass. Yep. Okay. That's number one. So we have a magnifying glass. Here's number two. We have an eye chart. An eye chart and a magnifying glass. So I'm kind of thinking Dr. Hibbert. Okay. But uh, from the your tone, I think that's not right. All right. Okay. You want another piece? Yes. Okay, here's number three. Number three is a cane. Yep. Oh, is this Mole Man at the DMV? Are you ready for your last piece? Yes. It is a football. Football and groin. Is it Mole Man? It is... Hans Moleman. Hans Moleman. Elby loves the Simpsons. That was pretty fun. Right? I can imagine how fun it was for people not seeing the accessories. <laughs> I mean, do they really need to see a little plastic football? <laughs> I think they can understand what a little plastic well, football, football looks like. Football in the groin had a football in the groin. <laughs> I love that this isn't the character, the toy from the episode of Football in the Groin. Yeah. But he's just, you know, how do you put out a Hans Molman toy without giving him a football to go into his groin? It's really funny. One of my favorite memories I did for about a year, a Simpsons trivia once right. a month. That's right. Uh, and, and how many times did you win? Most. 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 Uh, like a probably 80 to 90% average? Yeah. I mean, I would say there might have been one, maybe one or two times in the totality of the few years, right. couple of years I did it, right. that we didn't place my team first, second, or third. Right, right, right. And we, we were known as the ones to beat. <laughs> so you would come up with a team name. Okay. And... They were funny. They, you know, some of them were, I always thought it'd be funny to be like the Simpsons, <laughs> you know, like if you could pull it off ironically, but all different, you know, references from different episodes. And sometimes it would bring in, you know, current events and stuff. And so one of my favorites was a team. This was after the Oscars at which there was, you know, an oops moment. Oh yeah. And they said, Moonlight had heart. But football in the groin had a football in the groin. That was after, um, you know, La La Land was erroneously taken away. Yeah, they they were announced as best picture. And then the guy came out. He was like, no, no. We're already on the ball for being racist as shit. We cannot <laughs> let this go a second longer. And it was a super honest mistake. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could just see Warren Beatty being so confused I in that know. moment. Oh, poor Warren I Beatty. Know. So yes, Jub Jub. And apparently Jub Jub was named by Conan O'Brien. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. Yes. Well, we have spoken before about how I love commentaries yeah, director's commentaries it's true so okay clark thank you very much yeah absolutely i thought that would be a fun way for people to understand why lb knows mm -hmm. so much about the simpsons oh you guys send in questions about the simpsons oh my god yes 
Please, any question that you have about The Simpsons will be answered. Send in a question asking for advice as a character from The Simpsons. <laughs> Ask a question to us about The Simpsons traveling around the world. <laughs> we know about every episode that he they travel to different places in the world. Um, all right, so let's move on to our final question of the podcast. Okay. And our final question is from Sean. All right, so Sean says, Hi, LB and Clark. My name is Sean, and I have a question about the COVID vaccine. I'm a black man, and many people in the black community do not trust the American government when it comes to this vaccine. For example, there was J. Marion Sims, who operated on slaves without anesthesia, and the Tuskegee experiments, and so on and so forth. The, uh, the distrust is not unfounded. My mother, I recently found out, had her first vaccine and is the only member of my family to do so. She's in her 60s and, he, and works in healthcare. I also found out she was exposed to COVID due to her job two dozen times. She's recently tested negative for COVID. She urges me to get vaccinated. I love and trust my mom, but the horror stories like Tuskegee ring in my mind. I am so over living in this COVID world and mom is close to convincing me to get the shot, but doubt still lingers. What should I do? Help me out, please. I wanted to say I love the show and it's a highlight of my week. Much love to you, LB and Clark. I don't know who the you is in that because she Much said love that. to you, LB, LB and, and Clark. Clark. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, there you go. Um, Thank you, Sean, very much yeah. for writing in. Yeah, yeah, great question. Great question. My, my short answer is get the vaccine. Yes. My longer answer is... Your thoughtful recounting of everything for anybody who might not know the Tuskegee, because we've heard of the Tuskegee Airmen. There's right. the movie about them. That's not what Sean is talking about. Right. He's talking about a Tuskegee experiment. experiment medical subject where they took low income African-American men who they thought were, you know, below average intelligence and promiscuous. Right. And it was about seeing what happened with untreated syphilis. Yep. And the men were lied to. They did not give consent. They were told, oh, you're getting free health care. I mean, it was disgusting. Uh, but Lori Beth, that mm -hmm. must have happened 300, 500 years ago, right? No, it ended in 1972. Yeah. So these fears and these questions and this skepticism and this mistrust is absolutely understandable. Yep. And... It's, you know, it, it, uh, but here's what I want to say. I went to go get my vaccine. I was not winked at and brought around the back to where the white people vaccines were. Right. You know, there right. were a mix of people, but here's what I'm going to lay out what I really thought when I read your question. The people that were fighting against this. The people that told us that COVID would go away mm -hmm. and we don't need ventilators and everyone go out by Easter of last year. Right. They're the same people who disregard Black Lives Matter. Right. They're the same people that praised Nazis at a march for having a permit. Right. You know, these are the people that didn't want this to happen. And 
we've done it. We've like, I had a lot to do with <laughs> Dolly Parton had a lot to do with the yeah. vaccine, yeah, yeah, sure. but the forces mm-hmm. that tried to sweep this under the carpet as it did affect in greater numbers, minority communities. Right. They're not the ones that pushed to get this vaccine done. They're not the ones that pushed for the studies. They did everything they could to keep us fucking dying. Right. Uninformed, ignorant. Yeah. Misinformed. Misinformed. So I don't know if that can register at all with you. That, yes, and we've talked about it on the show before, racism is alive and well. And the difference nowadays is that we're talking about systemic racism more Mm -hmm. than we ever have before. Yep. And these, you know, Tuskegee and this doc, I forget the doctor's name, and he's a piece of shit. We don't even need to. Well, no, what's his name? J. Marion Sims. Look it up if you're listening to this. because. This is the, you know, kind of disgusting bullshit that has happened in our country right. that our country is founded on slavery and all of that stuff. And go through Jim Crow and go through 1970 fucking two with the Tuskegee experiment. Right. But we're here now in 2020 and 500,000 people are dead. I yep. don't even more, know. No more, more. More than that. The people. And I'm not generalizing, but I totally am generalizing. <laughs> the people that tried to keep this as a nothing, the people who didn't want anyone to take it seriously so the economy could, you know, flourish. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? There's 500,000 less people to buy something. That's right. You know, and there's 500,000. Oh, you know, maybe they're saying, oh, well, the, the mortuary business is skyrocketed, right. you know? Right. But the people, some people making policies to hurt minority communities, to hurt, you know, gay and trans and black and brown and anything. That's not a straight white male. Exactly. Um, and I might slip under and then be like, guess what? I'm a Jew. And right. they'll be like, oh, fuck, how did she get through the door? Exactly. Those are the people that fought against us getting to this place. And getting to the vaccination. Exactly. Getting to the place where we are getting vaccinated. Right. I got vaccinated. Right. I was excited too. Yep. There, I have a friend. Uh, who's a teacher. She works, her school is primarily um, Hispanic and Latinx. Sure. And so many of them are misinformed and they are so afraid of INS and they're not oh, all illegals. Right. You know, they're not, they're citizens. Right. And they are so afraid of INS that they're not going to go get vaccinated. Yep. And this is, This is the way our country was built and people are fighting tooth and nail to pull it down mm-hmm. and, and keep what's good and just readjust to some modicum of human decency. Yeah. But we're talking about it. It's true. You, Sean, are a black guy. 
writing to me, yeah. a white girl from Nickelodeon, yep. with this question, which I'm kind of honored by. <laughs> when I read it, I'm like, this guy's writing to me. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I'm angry and have a political bent that we can all <laughs> surmise from my, you know, tone and yeah. verbiage. Yeah. Sean, please go get vaccinated. Yeah. The forces that want to keep you as a second class citizen fought against getting you a vaccine. Yes. And they fight against you getting to vote. Yes. And they fight against you getting the information you need. Yes. To have the opportunities that other people just get because, oh, I'm, I live in the right neighborhood. That's right. And we're living in this unbelievable moment of misinformation yeah. based on greed. Yep. And that's where I am at this point within, you know, politics, within the conspiracy theories, all that kind of shit. There's yep. truth yep. and there's greed. Yep. And I, I don't know. I can't say, oh, don't worry. The U.S. was so bad back then with Tuskegee right. in 1972. Right, exactly. That was almost 30 whole years ago. You right. know, that's that's nothing. That's yesterday. Yeah. But this last year with COVID has been unprecedented mm -hmm. since the 1918 flu Spanish flu epidemic, you know, and that's been a hundred years ago. There is something else that has happened this year worldwide that has led us to this moment, despite the best efforts of many pieces of shit. That's right. To create a situation where you can go online, book yourself an appointment. That's right. And get vaccinated the way that I did. Yep. And help protect your community and your family and your family your ever say hi to your mama for me she seems like the best <laughs> mama if you're listening to this hey baby <laughs> um so thanks i know that maybe wasn't the funniest answer i've ever well, given since right. i was pounding my shoe on the well, desk there's funny and there's the truth yes exactly so you gotta give a little truth sometimes sean get Get vaccinated. Please. And oh, you know what I'm going to say? I am starting a campaign. I want everybody to share and promote this. Okay. Huh? On my Facebook, my Instagram, my Twitter, and I don't know what else I have. Maybe I'll throw it on my LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn. I was about to throw it. Um, I'm starting a campaign. It's called One Million Hugs. Huh. And when we get to the point where it's feasible and safe, I will set up a booth somewhere <laughs> and give one million hugs. Right. Maybe I'll go from city to city okay. and do 100,000 here and 75 in a small town or whatever it is. But that is what I want. <laughs> when Dr. Fauci says it's cool, because I put my, my faith in him. Of course. Spread the word. Yeah, it Share. begins. It starts. Yes. Share. My posts everywhere you can from any of those platforms and all of them. I want 
one million hugs to come to fruition. That means people getting vaccinated. Yep. That means people continuing with COVID uh, guidelines, yep. even as we start returning to normal-ish. And even after you get the vaccine. After you get the vaccine, yes. It's, we're still in it. Yeah. We're still in it. And, and it's tiring. And, and it's yeah. been a long fucking time. Yeah. And, and I get it that it's like, you're ready to be done. I'm ready to be done, too. I know you're ready to be done. I'm ready to be done. And I'm ready to unload the million hugs I haven't given this last year. Right. On America. But we can't do that until everyone decides to work together on yes. this. So go to my... uh little sighty sites yeah which we'll talk about in a moment yeah and spread the word because i want to give one million hugs and i can't do that until we've all worked together enough and built enough trust so that we are all working towards getting better and getting back to life i agree that is fantastic advice i love that so much but unfortunately that is the last question of the day so i'll wrap things up here by saying i had a great time lb did you have fun today i had i feel a little exhausted i know that last question was a little rough i, I really yeah i kind of went the distance <laughs> but you know what it, it was very nice to hear a little bit of truth and reality yeah so uh thank you guys so much for listening we really do love all of you if you have a question for Lori beth especially if it's travel related you can or simpsons related yeah you can send it to us at askloribeth.com you can hit us up on all the socials at ask Lori beth or just leave your message with your name and where you're from at 1-855-DENBERG. That's 1-855-D-E-N-B-E-R-G 1-855-336-2374. And you can find me and spread the word about One Million Hugs yep. at LB Denberg on Instagram, at Lori Beth Denberg on Twitter. There is the Lori Beth Denberg fan page on Facebook. Nice. And you can book me for switching gears. <laughs> you can book me for a personalized video yep. at Cameo slash Lori Beth. And now I'm doing a thing where you can get 24 hour turnover. Oh. So if you forgot your best friend's birthday until the last minute, you can come through with a, a personalized cameo That's from cool. me. Yes. So, so hook it up, spread the word about everything because yeah. I'm so serious about these million hugs. Absolutely. That is a fantastic idea. I love, love, love that. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. Bye, babies. Bad Advice stars Lori Beth Denberg and Clark Crozier. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Our theme song is written and performed by Natty Ward. If you or someone you love is in need of some bad advice, you can submit your own question on our socials, all of which are Ask Lori Beth, or on our website at AskLoriBeth.com, or for a nostalgic twist, you can call 1-855-DENBERG. That's right, 1-855-336-2374, and leave your question in there. Thanks for listening. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.